In today's Trouble with the Snap, we will be hosting an emergency podcast, giving our initial reactions to the college football playoff rankings release. Roll the intro. Nick Saban, and in 2003, the Tigers captured the BCS. Michigan State's Dalen West takes in and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable! Hello everybody. Welcome back to Trouble with the Snap. My name is Colton Deutsch. As always, I am joined by the Renaissance man and the king of College Station, Will Shemansky, on this special emergency episode. Will, how's it going today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Colton? I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, some some big news. Um, UT Volleyball is advancing to the next round of the uh, tournament. Absolutely. That's the best news that came out of Austin today, isn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, we talked about it. Well, I know you've been really good on locks of the week up to this point, but um, you did bet against the Longhorns. In I, was dr- I was drinking the maroon Kool-Aid. It happens to the best of us. We've all been victims. Look, it's fair. I mean, we try and keep it classy on this show with us being kind of a rivalry, but I'm definitely going to kind of bask in the glory of this Texas volleyball victory over the Aggies. I hope you're you know, okay with that. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, y'all won. You earned it clearly. I mean, no questions asked. You you were just the better team, and it is what it is. Although we did steal the first set. We were feeling good for a moment there. Yeah, I mean, something you can really build off of, I think. So we'll see. I yeah. uh, admittedly did not watch much of the game, but I definitely mean, I'll... sounds like I mean, I'll just say that um, um, Aggie Volleyball was able to make the dance for the first time in four years with the first-year head coach in Jamie Moyer, so that's a pretty impressive turnaround. So I'm expecting some big some big and exciting things coming out of Reed Arena um, for the falls to come. But um, in, in the other news, I, uh, I'm sure you probably saw or didn't see yet, I don't know. Um, the college football playoff rankings came out uh, about hour, hour and a half ago, give or take. Um and the, the first top two, of course, was pretty locked in. But the uh, the final two, the um, the three and four spots were pretty much up for grabs between a handful of teams. And ultimately, it was your Texas Longhorns that came down with one and Alabama that came down with the four spot over an undefeated conference champion Florida State Seminoles team. So, Colton, just what are, what are your initial reactions? What are your thoughts? How, how's your excitement, of course, with the Longhorns making it? Just... How, how are you feeling about all this right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm really excited. Uh, being a Longhorn fan my entire life, it's uh, kind of when I was younger, it definitely started out, uh, you know, kind of in the glory days. And then, yeah, kind of 13 years of wandering on in the desert. So this year has been a lot of fun. And I'm uh, very excited to get to be in the playoffs. But, yeah, as far as uh, kind of the whole rankings go, I mean, like you said, I think Michigan and Washington there was the pretty obvious one and two. And especially after Texas winning the Big 12 and Alabama beating Georgia, I think it was only right that Texas was probably going to be locked into the playoff, considering that if it was between 
UT and Bama, Texas would have to get the nod considering that they did have the head-to-head win over Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So really kind of as far as the four spot goes, it was pretty clearly, in my opinion, down between Florida State and Alabama. And honestly, as a college football fan that watches the games, I'm happy Bama's in. I think that's a better matchup than Florida State would have been against Michigan. But I just really don't feel right about a 13-0 ACC champion Florida State being left out, even with Jordan Travis breaking his leg. So I, I, I don't know. I just think it's – I feel really bad for the Seminole fans. And I understand if people say it's the four best teams. I get it. Florida State without Jordan Travis is not one of the four best teams. But, look, I mean, injuries are a part of the game. They won all their games. Bama didn't. So I think I would have had Florida State in there. But kind of what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, no, I I agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, Michigan and Washington, both both undefeated, both conference champions. Clearly, that was strong enough to get them to the 1-2, no questions asked. Um, they've just been that good and that consistent throughout the entire season. Um, as for Texas, I, I, as much as it pains me to say as an Aggie, I, 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 um, I totally understand. I, I get why they earned it. They deserve it as well. Um, and then that four spot, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, so I agree with what you just said a moment there. I think Alabama as of, as of right now, and pretty much, um, between what we saw yesterday from Alabama and Florida state and their conference championship games, there's no doubt in my mind that. Uh, the Crimson Tide will give a better matchup to the number one overall team in the country in Michigan than Florida State. However, just considering the entire body of work, the entire season up to this point, it's just such a head-scratching decision, in my opinion, for the committee to leave out a undefeated Power 5 conference champion Florida State. It just... Like I, I get it, but at the same time, I, I don't want to get it. You know, like it's su- it's just such a hard pill to swallow. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not even a Florida State fan. I don't even have, any, I don't even have ties to that school. But I just, I feel so bad for them because you know, injuries are a part of the game, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but just the way that they got shafted in the end is just, it does not sit right with me, and it just, um. It just doesn't feel good for college football as a whole, you know. I mean, at this point, it's it's kind of like, what's the point of even playing games anymore? Um, somewhat because they they clearly won all their tests, no matter how, by uh, how big or how close of a score it was. Um, but at the end of the day, that didn't matter, and it's just such a bummer for them. And I feel really pissed, and I just I just feel bummed out for them. And there's nothing you can do about it anymore except for just grind your gears, I guess. But here we are. Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely on the same page here. It's just, it's really hard because I just think that so much of what the committee does is kind of opinionated. Like, like you know, when you talk about style points and the eye test, it's it's very subjective. And I don't think that anyone would disagree that Alabama is playing better right now than Florida State. But at a certain point, when you talk about resumes – and that's why Texas is in because of resume. Texas has looked good, but there are other 12 and one teams like Alabama, but Texas has the resume. That's why they are ahead of them. And I think the problem is that when you look at resumes, when you look at top 25 wins, strength of schedule, those are all facts. Those are all things that you can see and you can point to. The eye test is just opinionated. And look, I mean, w- with Florida State, they were an underdog in yesterday's game. 
They were, I believe, one and a half point dog before kickoff. And I mean, look, like you said, injuries are a part of the game. If you're a great team, you find ways to win. You look at a lot of the teams in the playoff this year, and I'll point to Texas. Texas lost Quinn Ewers. They found a way to win games without him. It might have, you know, not have been pretty, but they found a way. Florida State, they were dealt a bad hand. Jordan Travis got hurt in a game that they were down to against an FCS team. They come back, win that game. They play Florida on the road. Backup quarterback, first start. They get down. They find a way to come back and win that game by two scores. Then you go play Louisville with a third-string freshman quarterback who's never started. Louisville's won 10 games this year. They are a favorite. You find a way to win. I just think, and not to mention, Florida State played LSU out of conference. People could say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe maybe LSU didn't meet expectations that, you know, they went 9-3, and three, but Florida State killed them. So, look, I like I said, as far as being a football fan, Alabama-Michigan will probably be a fantastic game. But I really feel for the Seminole fans, and I just – I don't think it's right. I think if you lose a game, then you're kind of – you don't control your own destiny, right? Bama lost the game, and I don't know. Like, I, I think if you went out, if you're undefeated in a Power 5 conference, you deserve to be in. I totally agree. I absolutely agree. And I cannot tell you just how sick and tired I am of hearing the word eye test be thrown around whenever comparing like college football teams for playoff spots. Like I get it. I I, I totally understand why it's a thing. It, it makes total sense. But at the same time, I'm just sick and tired of people going on and saying, oh, well, this team passes the eye test, even though they have a worse record or their, their, uh, their, their body of work isn't as good as this other team. But since they passed the eye test, I'm going to put them in now, so on and so forth. And that's exactly what happened with Bama. I mean, to be fair, Bama does have um, – yesterday they pulled off probably – the not probably, it is uh, – the best overall team win in college football this season was yesterday when they beat Georgia and snapped that 29-game win streak. Um, but just, just in general, just that whole eye test kind of concept um, – I'm just I'm so sick of it, and I don't know if you saw the clips, whatnot, from uh, Booger McFarland earlier today during the CFP show. He was saying that um, he truly cares about like the the concrete set in stone numbers and records, whatnot, over the eye test. He was calling it like a beauty pageant, things like that. Um, and I completely agree with what he was saying. I mean, I I don't I'm not a fan of the whole eye test beauty pageant crap. I I'm a fan of actual proven work and proven records and clearly Florida State at the end of the day had a better record overall than Alabama did this season. Um I mean, I don't want to come on here and sound like I'm bashing Alabama at all. I mean, they're a great team and uh without a doubt one of the top 4 in the country in my opinion. Um but at the same time, if the committee were to do what was right, I they you just can't leave Florida State out. You just can't. And the other thing with Alabama is, and like we've been saying, I think Bama has definitely a chance to win two more games and be national champions. But, I mean, look, people are saying, I mean, like Alabama is so much clearly better with than Florida State, which they probably are. I mean, I think they definitely are, actually, now that Jordan Travis is out. But, look, I mean, Alabama needed a miracle to beat Auburn. They lost to Texas, obviously. South Florida, they did not look good against. They had a tight game against a&M and Tennessee so it's not like Bama has just and uh, Arkansas as well so it's not like Bama has been dominating everybody right and so I don't know I just I get it they win the SEC they're 12 and 1 they are a very good team but I just think 
because at a certain point, why are, like why are we playing the games? Yeah, I, I I totally agree. It's just like what's the point of you know playing playing all these games and you know you winning every single one of them, and especially like tough like uh, how you open up the season against LSU with a tough non-conference opponent. Like clearly that doesn't matter anymore. It's just it's just such a mind-boggling decision. But I don't know. And I guess I could um, look. I mean, let's say. What if Georgia would have won yesterday, but I don't know, Carson Beck broke his leg. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think just because Georgia and their if they would have won, that would have extended their win streak to 30 games. And uh, clearly Georgia is, is just an absolute wagon. Um, so I still think they would have gotten in, no question. They probably wouldn't have been the number one team. Well, actually, I don't know. The committee, ha- as we all know, people love to, love to claim SEC bias, so they very well could have been the number one team if they won yesterday. Um, but either way, even if someone like Carson Beck would have hypothetically broken his leg in a win yesterday, Georgia would have still been in, no question. Um, and the thing that sucks, too, is if you watch, you know, looking back at the Florida State-Louisville game last night, Florida State's defense was playing out of their minds. Like, their defense truly was playing like a college football playoff defense should be playing at this point in the season. No questions asked. And I get it. Everyone points to the Jordan Travis injury. Like, that clearly is their Achilles heel this season. But, you know, uh, Jordan Travis went on Twitter as soon as this news broke uh, about an hour and a half ago and said that he wished he would have actually broke his leg sooner just so everyone could have seen – just how good this team is without one player. And quite honestly, I, I agree with that. Um, you look at those two stud wide receivers they had that have been producing all year. I don't care who's throwing the ball to them. They're still going to produce. And then obviously, as I was just saying, that defense was just lights out incredible last night. Um, so it's, it's just crazy to me. It really is. No, and I think you brought up a great point. And look, I mean, styles make fights. And if – you're Florida State, that's the exact type of game that you wanted to play last night. And if you're a great team, you make like you're kind of able to dictate the way that that your opponent plays. And Florida State having a freshman third string quarterback playing their first game, I mean, they did not want to get into a shootout with the Cardinals. Their defense stepped up, dominated, and a wildcat quarterback at times making plays. And so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it is really unfortunate for the Knolls and. It's just kind of tough, too, because there's not really any even type of scheduling in college football. I mean, it's not Florida State's fault that LSU lost three games. What if LSU was 11-1, and right? I mean, it's – I mean, FSU did all you could. I mean, you scheduled a tough non-conference opponent, you dominated them, and then you win your power conference. Yeah, so, it's just – I mean. It's messed up. Um all right, um, I feel like we've explained Florida State quite a bit. Do you want to talk about the other three teams that made the playoff? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I, I kind of wanted to ask you this. I think this is one of the better playoff fields, if not the best. Absolutely. Because I think, I think every team has a legitimate chance of winning this whole thing. Absolutely. And this, um, this playoff field being so great is just a true testament to how good 
and how how many um, good teams there were in college football this year. Because without that depth, you know, there wasn't like at any point there wasn't necessarily a team. You're like, oh, that's a true juggernaut just plowing through people. I mean, maybe Michigan, of course. But, you know, in years past, we look at teams like Georgia. We're like, oh, they're the heavy favorites to win it all. You know, a couple of years before that or it sprinkled in between. They were like, oh, Alabama, heavy favorites to win it all. Every now and then you'll have Ohio State as number one, so on and so forth. Like, oh, like they're the heavy favorite. This year there wasn't really like that heavy style favorite that we're so used to or what we've seen so much in the past. I mean, yeah, you could say Georgia because they were ranked number one for so long, but clearly they're not even in the playoff anymore. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this year has just been awesome. It it really has been because it feels like, as I was just explaining a second ago, the playing field has been wide open. Um, And clearly uh, Michigan – Washington, uh, Texas, and apparently Alabama were all able to seize their, the most of their opportunities and have the ultimate shot to win the uh, college football's biggest prize. No, I mean, I'm fired up. I mean, I think when you look initially at Michigan and Alabama, you have two awesome defenses just just going at it. And just curious, I mean, is this, is this Michigan D-line going to be able to contain Jalen Milrow? I mean, I think – I don't think that that Milrow was fantastic by any means against Georgia, but he found a way to get it done against a great defense. And I don't know. I mean, is Alabama going to be the team that can stop Michigan on the ground? Are are they going to make Michigan and JJ McCarthy kind of toss the ball around a little bit more? And then looking at Texas, Washington, a rematch of the Alamo bowl last year. I think this game could be a lot of fun. This is two offenses that have been really, really clicking and, I don't know if the Texas defense has faced a team as balanced as Washington is all year. And I don't know that Washington has faced a defensive line like Texas is this year. So I think you have two semifinal matchups that could be instant classics. So my initial reaction to these two semifinals, um, I think Michigan Alabama will just be like a classic big 10 style slugfest, you know, like 24, 17, something like that. Um, and I think the Texas-Washington game will be the exact opposite. I think that it will be a ton of points scored between just because of how good both offenses are. Like, I realize that Texas defense is stout, one of the best ones in the country. And Washington's defense, while they've certainly been kind of spotty at times, clearly they're still good enough to uh, help lead their lead their team to an undefeated season. Um, I just think that the Texas-Washington game will – shoot, I feel like both teams could easily score like 60 points in this game. Um, when it's all said and done, that's not going to happen, but that's just how I feel about this. If that makes sense. Like, I just think the offense will just, just reign supreme in this game. No questions asked. Yeah. And it's funny because going to the Alamo bowl last year, obviously Texas had a couple guys uh, sitting out like Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, but I kind of felt that way about, about this game last year. And it didn't really end up being that, but I'm definitely with you this year. I mean, I think, I think Texas is better offensively this year, clearly. And I think that Washington is better as well, just with a whole nother year of all those guys playing together. So I think it could be a lot of, a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I think I'm with you on, on the, I think I'm with you on the Michigan Alabama game too. I mean, I think that is going to be a, a real defensive battle and might just come down to whichever quarterback can make the most plays. I, I'm, I'm a, incredibly excited to watch that Michigan Alabama game. It'll, um, truly just a a clash of titans that's exactly what it is clash of blue bloods if you will um in the rose bowl nonetheless the 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 granddaddy of them all i believe um is it the granddaddy or is it uh it's a granddaddy of them all yeah okay just making sure i got that right 
uh i apologize but um yeah i uh i i'm just so so excited to watch that game and it, i'm actually kind of pissed that i gotta wait till the end of the month i mean december just started and i gotta wait till right around new year's to watch these games so that's that kind of sucks but it is what it is yeah i mean it's gonna be awesome and the one thing is we obviously talked a lot about florida state i do think that florida state should have been in but as far as the four best teams i do think the committee got it right yeah and I think that that leads to some really awesome playoff matchups. Yeah, no, I um, I think they got it right as well. Um, just no matter how much it sucks, it just it sucks so much. But I, I do think they got it right as well, and that's that's pretty much all I'll say about that. The way that the, the committee drags it out is so funny it's such oh, a tv thing i mean they do one two and three and then instead of four they they, they go to number six six six, five, six and then they'll do four yeah it's it's crazy yeah dude it's like watching like it's like a netflix show it feels like it's it feels scripted for like part of it you know well um, and they know that we're all gonna watch it so i have to i have to uh ask a question though because reese davis brought it up at the beginning of the broadcast he said the guy who punches in like all the computer graphics for TV is the first person in the entire country to know the rankings. How much power do you think that dude had in that moment when all those rankings came through and he had to punch them in the computer? That's so funny that, that he's the guy he's probably some like tech nerd. That's just, <laughs> he's like, so doesn't even excited. watch Like doesn't even watch football. Yeah. Or he like doesn't even know who, who Alabama is. It just, yeah. Sees just, the logo. Just for like that two it's like two to five minutes or however long it is he truly is the most powerful man in america like i would put i'd probably say he's more powerful than joe biden in that little moment like the president yeah. of the united states like that dude's got it i mean because in a way the president still kind of has to answer to certain people right yeah I exactly mean, and exactly. i mean this guy this guy does whatever he wants yeah i mean just that just that um that feeling like that power trip that he must have for that little instant moment must just be incredible. Yeah. I uh, have a question as well. Cause I think in, this is not to say that look, Michigan's a really good team. I don't think that they're scared of anybody, but their reaction when finding out they were playing Alabama instead of Florida state was pretty eye opening to me because it's pretty funny I mean, too. Yeah. I mean, look, Florida state is a much easier matchup without Jordan Travis clearly than than a fully healthy Alabama. So, what were your kind of initial reactions? Because that was that was pretty interesting to me whenever I saw that. I thought it was hilarious. One that was my like true initial reaction. I saw it, and you know they show like Al the Alabama logo pops up on the TV screen, and you can hear all the groans and moans and kind of like the O's from yeah. like, like the football I mean, team. I mean, there was this audible gasp that you could kind of make out from the video and i saw a couple of players doing the little surrender cobra with the hands on the head yeah i did yeah, see it that was, it was funny um so i think my initial reaction to that well one i could explain that but my uh once i collected my thoughts and all that um they certainly pro i think michigan certainly thought they would have a bit of an easier time um because they thought they were going to match up at Florida State. And to be fair, I thought they did as well. I think you also agree with me a moment, like at least last night, thinking that it was Florida State and that four spot. Um, and so going into today, they're probably like, yeah, you know, we're, we're certainly going to be the number one team in the country playing the number four team. Um, most likely be Florida State, this, that, no big deal. Um, and then, of course, like how the committee does, it feels like year in and year out, they decide to just throw a curveball and be like, surprise, here's Alabama. Um, and so, um, 
I don't necessarily think it threw like a complete wrench into Michigan's plans because they are still that damn good of a football team. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. The reaction just kind of speaks for itself a little bit. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're scared considering how good they are and how solid they've been the entire season, but I certainly um, would feel a little bit more uneasy about playing Alabama than someone like Florida State, no questions asked. Another thing, would you have given any consideration to putting Washington at one? That's a good question. Um, man, probably not. I, I don't think so. Just because of, um, quite honestly, it, I, in my opinion, that comes down to the final game of the season uh, when Michigan beat Ohio State, who at the time was a, a top four team in the country looking looking for a playoff spot. Um I think that just Michigan's overall track record as well, going undefeated in the Big Ten like that compared to the Pac-12. I get it. The Pac-12 was incredibly strong this year. Um, but at times, Washington certainly struggled with games they probably should have won. Okay, they went undefeated. But in the in the games that they won, they certainly struggled, most notably against like Arizona State at home. Uh, that was kind of eye-opening. I get it. Michigan struggled um, on the road towards the very end of the season. But um, I just think when you look at the whole complete body of work in the entire season up to this point, um, yeah, I think Michigan was certainly the number one team. Yeah, that is very fair. And I don't want to harp on the committee too much because I know that we talked a lot about Florida State, but I once again, I think it's so dumb that Ohio State was even ranked ahead of Alabama and Texas last week because they weren't even in the conversation. Wait, what did you say you, you cut out? So that's just kind of... What, you just you cut out a moment? What did you just say? I think that it's really dumb that the committee had Ohio State over Texas and Alabama last week because they weren't even in the conversation. When it came yeah, to yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, how, did you uh, how did you feel about Oregon, I guess, being up in front of Texas as well, like going into last week? I thought it was – I thought it was dumb that they were ahead of Texas going into last week, but I also understood and accepted that if they'd have been Washington, they did deserve to get in. So going into this week, I was really just under the impression that Texas needs to win and have either Florida State lose or have Alabama win. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. luckily uh, for me, the Longhorns had that fall through for them. So I have a question. Like, cause, I mean, we could play the hypothetical game all day. Like, we really can about, like, certain scenarios, things like that. So, in a hypothetical scenario, um, in the Pac-12 championship, say Oregon, like, just narrowly went on to defeat Washington, right? Uh, Say Oregon won that championship, um, then Georgia would have beaten Alabama, things like that in the SEC championship. Was Texas still strong enough at that point to maybe sneak into a spot there? Like, the four spot. You see what I'm saying? So, So, in that scenario, is it between Texas and Washington? Yeah, so in this scenario, um, I mean, in this scenario, Texas would have still won the Big 12 championship. Um, but let's just say, hypothetically, if Oregon would have like narrowly defeated Washington and uh, Georgia would have taken care of business against Alabama, um, do you still think Texas would have snuck into that four, uh, snuck into a four spot? Like, I know they're the three spot now, but do you think uh, in that scenario right. they still would have? Yeah. I think in that scenario, I think Texas would still have to get in because if you're looking at a 12-1 and conference champion versus a 12-1 and non-conference champion, I just think that you have to go with the conference champion. And 
I kind of want to go back to what you mentioned about George earlier and them dropping because obviously I think we both agree that they shouldn't be in the playoff. It's just so crazy because I think any other year, if Georgia loses like they did yesterday, they are still in the field 100%. This is just Absolutely. not the year to go 12-1 and one and not win your conference. I couldn't agree more. Um, and that's the thing, too, is that it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre because, you know, the past uh, past few CFPs, it's, it's all, like Georgia's been there. And clearly they're the back-to-back reigning champions. I mean, that, that won't last anymore at the conclusion of this college football playoff. But it's just kind of weird to not see them there, you know? Yeah, and I think I think neither of us thought that they were going to get in, but still seeing them outside of the top four, just seeing that seeing that big G not in there, it's yeah. it's pretty wild considering the last two years. Absolutely. Um, so it's well currently at the time of recording, it's one forty seven. Um, so we won't know the full top twenty five for a little less than an hour. Um. So I guess we can we'll break that break that down in certain bowl games, whatnot in the next episode, no question. Um do you have any more final thoughts, sayings, questions before we close out? I think that's it. I mean, I'm just obviously sad that regular season and championships are over, but I think I think this is a really good top four for the last year of this kind of iteration of this uh playoff semifinal deal so i think people should really enjoy all these games even though i do think florida state should have been in which i'll stop harping on but (laughs) yeah i think this is a really really fun playoff deal how about you i absolutely agree um i mean it's it this is probably the most you know as i was saying like earlier um these past few years, we've kind of just grown used to seeing like one team just be a true juggernaut. And like, everyone is just like trying to compete, compete at the same level as them. You know, the past few years has been Georgia. It's been Alabama in the past, um, just things like that. And so you don't really have that this year. Um, it's, it's as wide open as it's probably been since the CFP started 10 seasons ago. Um, I really think that, uh, out of, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, like any of those four teams could easily win this. It's just ultimately comes down to who makes the, makes the big plays and the big situations. Um, but yeah, this is as wide open as it's been and it'll be a lot of fun to watch. So I'm really excited to get these games going. Um, shoot about three and a half more weeks. (laughs) All right. Well, that will just about do it for our emergency episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed like always if you have any questions comments concerns uh just anything at all you know where to find us on our socials uh feel free to check us out on twitter on instagram and check out our website at any time if you'd like um but yeah that will just about do it for trouble with the snap i am will joined by colton we thank you very much for listening and we will talk to you all on the next episode thank you all